Welcome to the Risk and Repeat podcast, episode number 99. I'm Rob Wright, editor of Search Security, and I'm here, as usual, with my site editor, Peter Lotion. Peter, welcome. Hi, Rob. Peter, we have a special guest. We do. Uh, associate site editor, Maddie Bacon. Maddie, thank you for joining. Thanks for having me. I know um, this is your first time in the podcast studio in Chernobyl. It gets a little hot in here, both figuratively and probably literally. Uh, so we're going to try to <laughs> keep the keep, try to keep the temperature down. But this this particular episode, we're going to be talking about a. I, I don't want to say it's a sensitive subject because it it shouldn't be a sensitive subject, but it's something that's been sort of a reoccurring theme for us uh, in in the InfoSec community, in the industry, in the tech industry, in the world, really, mm -hmm. uh, for quite some time. And it's come to a head now with some news regarding RSA conference and uh, another sort of startup conference that has emerged this year. And it's about female representation in the InfoSec community and what's been going on the last few weeks with RSA conference, which has come under a lot of criticism and not without warrant for good reason. So um, we wanted to discuss that. Peter, you and I have both been to RSA conference now a couple times, a few times. Uh, we've been to some other shows, some other industry shows along the way. Maddie, you're sort of new to the reporter beat. You have not been to RSA yet, but uh, I know that you've looked into some of the issues that touch on this topic mm -hmm. about representation and the number of women in InfoSec, the number of minorities in InfoSec too. I don't want to localize this to just uh, female representation, although that, that is the biggest and gl most glaring sort of omission here. So for those that don't know, RSA conference last month kind of came under fire from some people in the, very prominent figures in the industry, Alex Damos, Facebook CSO, uh, the most notable, and, and I'll explain why he's the most notable in just a second. He uh, and others criticized RSA for only having one female keynote speaker, and that female keynote speaker is not an InfoSec professional. It's Monica Lewinsky, who she's done some great talks. Uh, she's going to be talking apparently about um, um, online harassment, cyberbullying. So it's not that she is not a worthy speaker. I don't want that to be the point. The point is, and the point that others have made, is that she is not an infosec professional and there are no female infosec professionals or experts talking in the keynote slots and this is the kicker the number of keynote slots peter and maddie it's over 20 it's 22. so out of 22 they had one female speaker and that one female speaker isn't even a infosec professional so it was disappointing to a lot of folks and as a result I thought this was very interesting and we wrote a story about it. Alex Damo said, you know, the, the, this RSA should change this. And then he kind of jokingly threw out, oh, I think it's time for another alt conference. The alt conference, the original alt conference going back a couple of years, Peter, if you remember, the um, a number of the uh, InfoSec professionals in the community said, uh, we're going to have our own conference about encryption and, and, and security technology separate from RSA right down the street from RSA because that followed the reports back in 2014 about RSA, the company, 
working with the NSA behind the scenes to weaken encryption. And there was a lot of controversy about it. So some professionals came in and said, we're going to ha have our own conference and talk about these subject matters that, you know, RSA doesn't seem to want to touch. So, so Stamos threw out this idea. A bunch of other people said, yes, let's do it. About a week later, this all came together very quickly. About a week later, new event, Our Security Advocates pops up. Uh, and the short, this is, this, is, this is, I love this part. The, the shorthand for the event is Our SA. Am I pronouncing that right? Our SA? I assume so. <laughs> Thank you, <Matt. laughs> Uh Yeah, so Our SA. Uh, is taking place on Tuesday, April 17th. It is being hosted at Cloudflare's uh, headquarters in San Francisco, just down the street from Moscone. And this is kind of a big deal. It's, it's a one-day event. There's four tracks. There's a number of, of very of well-known, prominent female speakers there. So I, I guess I want to ask you guys, what was your reaction to seeing the news that this event popped up? I got to admit, just me personally, I was surprised this came together that quickly and that People actually, I knew I knew there'd be interest, but that it came together so quickly was wow. And it sold out very quickly yes. as well. Yeah, it did. It so, doesn't surprise me, actually. It, really? Well, once like given the climate with everything else happening in the world right now, and especially in this country, um, you know, it's not surprising that when something was called out, like, hey, women are underrepresented here, and let's do something about it. It doesn't surprise me that a call to action was widely well received and immediately sold out it's a hot topic as it should be and especially someone like Alex Stamos has a wide reach so he can cast a wide net to get people involved and yeah it doesn't surprise me at all yeah I, I mean that's a good point there there are a lot of people that that threw their weight behind this obviously Stamos and other people that are I, I, it's hard to figure out who's actually like the official organizers of this. There's not a lot of information on their page about how this was put together and who is. It's, it seems like it was very informal, but I guess that's a good thing because they really didn't. They wasted no time in, in throwing this together. And it, it's not like it doesn't look like a like a fly by night type thing like, a oh, they just through this together secondhand. They've got four tracks uh, advocating for high-risk groups, uh, applied security engineering, practical privacy prote uh, protection, uh, security policy, ethics, and ethics for emerging tech. And they've got some really, uh, they've got a lot of great speakers and it's hard to know like which ones to pick out. I mean, I think there was something like 20 something total speakers here at least probably more actually I think they keep adding as well yeah on Twitter feed yeah so they have uh, a lot of folks that readers may be familiar with they have uh, Amy Stepanovich from Access Now uh, they have uh, uh, Eva Galperin from um, the Electronic Frontier Foundation uh, they have some folks from uh, Facebook Google I mean great great lineup so yeah, I was a little surprised they put it all together, but so let's get to the real heart of the matter. Were you guys surprised that RSA didn't do anything? Because the criticism started, you know, a few weeks ago, and they didn't really do anything. They didn't acknowledge it until our SA actually popped up. Well, what could they have done at this point, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I think, I, well, 
Okay, let's say, here, let's posit a hypothetical. If they had come out and said, we hear you, we're gonna add another keynote, and it's just some, it's whoever. They pick, pick anybody from the lineup at our essay. Uh, let's say they take um, Del Harvey from Twitter, just to throw out a name, or Lee Honeywell from the ACLU, and they say, okay, here's a, here's a keynote. Is that really addressing the problem? Absolutely not. <laughs> and also, not only that, but they would have um, come under criticism for just doing that, saying, oh, they just picked any woman to put a woman up there, yeah. rather than say, oh, they actually filtered through some qualified candidates and came up with this person, just so happens to be a woman. Yeah, yeah. Peter? So I, I when, when it first was announced and they, and they had the list of speakers, I, I looked at the list of speakers and was kind of knocked out by how great they were. It, there are people that I follow on Twitter already. Yeah. People who um, who have a lot of respect, who, who, for whom I hold a lot of respect. And to be honest, I've been going through the, as you know, we've been going through the RSA schedule, uh, trying to figure out which, which, uh, uh, which sessions we want to go to. And to be honest, I think more of the sessions at the hour essay look appealing to me than... Yeah. The ones that are SAC, yeah. Um, sadly, and I think there's got to be something underlying about the way that the RSA uh, conference organizers are select are, are are soliciting and selecting their speakers because it seems like there's a lot of people that are that are in there pushing corporate uh, agendas in the sessions and and certainly I imagine in the in the keynotes as well. Um, but I just. I want to hear from different voices. I want yeah. to hear from different people. Well, I guess this is where I say I'm a little bit embarrassed because I didn't, it didn't really occur to me. Like, I looked at RSA's agenda. I looked at the keynote lineup. And my first instinct, my first reaction to it, I should say, was, oh, it's a lot of the same guys that we saw last year and the year before. And this is no disrespect. I, I, I mean this. This is no disrespect to... to Chris Young, McAfee, or, or any of the other speakers, the cryptographers panel, it's got, they had some great folks up there. But that was my, I was like, oh man, uh, this, is, this is sort of, it, it's kind of mostly retreads. And, and not, wow, they need to have more diversity or more representation up there. So I, I guess, like I didn't even, like as a, as a man, as a white male, Spoiler alert, I'm, I'm a white male. <laughs> I, that was not, like, I wasn't even thinking about it, which is kind of like, you know, like I said, on some level, a little bit embarrassing for me in retrospect. But then when I saw Stamos's tweet, initial tweet about RSA, I saw other people sort of echoing that sentiment. I went, oh, yeah. And that caused me to go back and look at, like, other events that I've covered recently. And Black Hat's not a great example because it only has one primary keynote and then just a bunch of sessions. But I felt like last year at our at um, at Black Hat there was a, like a lot of the sessions that I were in either had female speakers on the panel or were were uh, helmed by a a female speaker, and I thought they were great. I thought one session in particular, and I, I'm I'm oh man now it's gonna bug me. Uh, her name is Carla Burnett, security engineer at a Stripe uh, mobile payment vendor. And she did a great 
uh, session at Black Hat about you know fishing as a science. It was one of the best sessions I've, I've seen at Black Hat since I've, I've been going. It was really informative, really well done. Uh, but it, it made me think about like there's no there's not a lot of events out there that really have where you see a lot of female keynote speakers and and female members of the infosec community up on the main stage. Mike wrote about this at DerbyCon. DerbyCon was a great show. He had a, he, he got a lot of great stuff there. Met a lot of great people. Very informative, but low representation for for women in infosec. Uh, I went to the ISC Squared Security Congress in Austin last fall. I think two or three of the uh, keynote speakers, keynote slots that they had at that show were out of like six or seven, so almost nearly half were, were women. So it depends on the show. Um, but I wanted to ask you guys, so we, we, had, we talked about what, what could RSA have done differently, and I think we all kind of agree it was too late in the game to really I mean, you would have had to just rip up your whole keynote schedule and do redo it from scratch. To well, they need really... to change their model in general as to how they get speakers anyway. So, so the pay-to-play angle, yeah. you have to pay for a keynote slot. Here's my question, and this is not a defense of how they have it, but if you're McAfee, if you're Palo Alto, do you put anybody up there besides your CEO if you're paying X amount of dollars? Is that... Like, I, I guess I kind of understand, like, why they don't do that. So is it a problem with the event itself? Or is it more a problem of the vendors not putting up somebody that they think is, in the spirit of diversity, having a female? It's because they do. Like, these companies do have female executives. But if, if companies are not doing that, is that, like, should it be incumbent on RSA as a conference to go out there and say no? we want we think it's important we want more female representation you guys can do better uh we'll discount like if it's a if it's about money we're going to discount you know a couple slots in the spirit of diversity like or is that worse to do it that way well i think discounting like oh you have to pay us less money to send them like that's that sounds wrong that's, that's really bad that's what i thought too <laughs> but, but i've seen people sort of suggest that as like no women are worth just as much as men preach so yes no that, that don't discount <laughs> and um you know it's not entirely on rsa but it is sort of on rsa yeah. to say like it, because they have such an influence in like who these like this conference is a big deal arguably the biggest security conference all year and if they don't take influence that, that they have and say no we need better representation more equality then the companies are just going to keep sending the same white dudes that they send every year yeah. to give the same talk yeah and we should note not all the keynote speakers are, are white well no <laughs> <laughs> but but no to your point i mean yeah it's if you don't at least encourage it like if you start doing things like like i said like oh we're gonna have a token diversity slot or we're gonna have That's, a couple slots that are less that we're gonna charge less for in our pay-to-play model that to me almost worse um peter so i hadn't realized that keynotes were pay-to-play yeah, yeah um but clearly that's it's, it's not working because no because i think i think especially with a lot with 
with big companies where there's a lot of money being spent on this, the you know the CEO or whoever it is, somebody who's making decisions says, we're spending X amount of dollars and I want to be the guy in the spotlight. So I think there's a, a lot of male ego going around yeah. with that. Because these guys, they, they take, and not to, not to detract, detract from them, but a lot of them are really into being on stage. They, they love to be the center of attention. And right, and their experience. And I, again, this is another argument I've, I've seen a lot of people make is that, well, who else besides your CEO do you want, or maybe your CTO, do you want up there? They're used to doing keynotes. They're used to being on stage. They're used to speaking at audiences. This is a big event, and I I acknowledge all that, but I also think that's doing a disservice to the folks that our essay is putting up. Like they do have a lot of folks that are not then they're not tied to vendors. Which they is work good. they exactly yeah. they work for nonprofits. They work for organizations like EFF and ACLU mm-hmm. and Access Now, so or they're independent or whatever. Um, but still, that's 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 not an excuse. Like there should be more. I think uh, there's a couple of things going on. One is that when you when part of your diversity outreach is to to set up something that's like here's our diversity outreach keynote, where we'll have a diverse speaker speak about diversity. That doesn't work. Um, it, it it's. I think it's much more powerful if you have people who are at the top of the field talking about what they do and, and, and what's important rather yeah. than hearing again from the CEO or the, the chief marketing officer or yep. you know yeah. somebody like that who's going to talk about trends or you know the, with their canned speech that they give ten times a year. Um, so that's one thing, and I think I think by taking out the by by saying okay, we're producing content here. As a as a conference, and our co- and and our keynotes shouldn't be commercials. They shouldn't be for sale. Mm-hmm. They should be content, and they should be subject to. And I, I mean, I'm not a shareholder of RSA, so I don't care about their profits. But they want to maximize their profits. But I think that um, I'd be much more interested in going to see their keynotes if they if I am. N- know that I'm going to get the best content there and yeah. maybe somewhere else along the line they can figure out a, a way to squeeze a few more bucks out of something else but um, and then say to their people who are applying to be keynote speakers or people who they invite to be keynote speakers tell those people this is you know we're this is what we're looking for we're looking for the best people in the field and just and yeah. I know that they could fill half the slots with people who yeah. are not white males. Yeah, and, I, and I'm not going to play the game where, where I sit here and go, well, you, you know, for example, you, you take out Chris Young, you replace his keynote, or you replace, you know, so-and-so's keynote, and you, and you get rid of them. Because, they, like, I thought Chris Young gave a, a very good keynote last year. I wrote about it. Uh, it, it. You know, so it's not about removing people. The The deal is done. Like, you can't, go back and rip up like as we talked about rip up the keynote schedule i mean i guess you could that would be i don't know that might even be sending the wrong message but so so do you think not to play the blame game here the the and and try to pin this down to one uh party or one person but 
is it I mean it sounds like we feel like RSA should have done a better job with however they were going to go about doing this they should have been more aware of what like Maddie what you said the current climate and and done more to promote the companies that are, are paying for these keynotes or want to do a keynote that hey we'd like to shake it up a bit this year it almost makes it seem like RSA is just lazy at this point about throwing together their keynotes yeah like and the companies that you know decide who they're sending are getting kind of lazy they're not even trying to trying to change it up they're just yeah. oh here's our person here's our designated RSA speaker and RSA is like great here's our yeah. our speakers yeah it's like you spoke last year we'll reserve a spot for you this year I don't know that they did that but it did sound weird like they 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 released a statement uh, in defense of of their conference as you know and it was by as a blog post by Sandra Tom's vice president cur curator RSA conference and look you know it's it's the blog post is we hear you we understand uh, you know the conference leadership team is made up of women like myself and we're very much aware of the importance and the value of bringing more women's voices etc etc but you know they they say things in this blog post 20% of the speakers at this year's conference are women I get that that's that's, that's great. great but that's not enough also. that's not enough exactly and 130 female speakers on the, you know uh, across all of the stages again out of how many if it's only 20 percent it still seems to be a little low and the, the larger point to me is that I know that females are underrepresented in the infosec profession I get that but not having any keynote sends the message that there aren't any qualified top you know uh, 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 experts subject matter experts um, prominent voices in that community that are female that can get up on that stage and do the job. And I think that's that's obviously wrong. Well, our our essay has just proved that that's totally wrong. Right, so. right. Well, so, so I get, next question and last question before we wrap up. Do you think our essay is going to change things? Do you think that, that the way this came about, the criticism of our essay, the fact that this event came together, it's a real event, it's it's got a great lineup, is that going to put more pressure? Is and our our is RSA two thousand nineteen going to look differently? I sincerely hope so. I think it will depend on the response and the coverage of our essay a little bit. Um, and certainly, RSA has the awareness now that they sort of stepped in it. Um, so potentially, yeah, there's potential. Hopefully our essay will become an annual thing um, until our essay conference can really get on board and have the diversity just there naturally. Right. Yeah. Peter? I, I think the most important thing to get more diversity in the whole field is to have role models standing up on the stage. Yeah, yeah. And because representation matters. Yeah, yeah, you can't. I mean, you can increase the number of, of people who are not white, not white males, who are attending the show. But if every stage they go to, and every session, and every speaker, and every con, uh, every panel, is mostly popu populated by people who look like they've looked for the last twenty or thirty years. Right. There, 
you're not going to you're not going to get more people of, uh, who are diverse uh, up on the stage unless you see more um, of those role models. I think that's why our our essay is going to be so important. Yeah, I mean, I'll and I'll note I'll end with this, Maddie. You made a good good point. It depends on the coverage of the event. Yeah. If no one pays attention to this, I know it got a lot of coverage. I know that it's a lot of different places wrote about the event popping up and the criticism of RSA, but let's say that that didn't happen. Let's say that this was just an event a month later, or let's say that it didn't follow sort of notable criticism of RSA conference. Like how much of the attention on our SA is going to be because of the criticism and the heat and the pressure on RSA? It makes me wonder, because uh, I'm a pessimist. I'm the resident pessimist in this place. And Maddie, you don't get to take that seat. I'm sorry. Um, someday. Yeah, someday. Uh, but it's I'm the pessimist. And I, I'm thinking to myself, I've been thinking about this a lot. And I, you know, this is great. And I really hope the event gets a lot. It has got a lot of attention. I hope people cover it. And I'll note that we are planning to cover it. Uh, if we I hope can't, they covered the content of it, not just that it's a thing. Boom. That's what it needs to happen. That's value add right there. <laughs> Third, third. I almost said third man in the booth, which was just like just blew up, <laughs> blew up the entire theme of this. You know, representation matters. Uh, RSA diversity, um, but third person in the booth, Peter. Mm-hmm. Women are people too. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But the um, yeah, if 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 it's covered as oh, this is this is for the ladies, kind of yeah. right. condescending oh, crap. Man. Oh, but. If the content, I mean, the the, the, the the summaries of the talks that are that are being proposed and and that are that are scheduled looks so so solid. I mean, I know there's a lot of stuff about you know diversity issues, but that's kind of required. But I think if the focus is on the content of of what's going on and how these are people who are at the top of the field also who are yeah. standing on stage as well. Yeah, it will be an interesting experiment. We're going to find out how it all shakes out, how it's portrayed, how it's covered in about a month. Looking forward to it. Peter, you and I will be on the ground at RSA. We will, depending on, since it's sold out, we may have to rely on um, uh, streaming uh, coverage of the our SA event to cover it, but we are planning to cover it. and. Yeah, all three of us are going to be very busy that week, but it will be interesting. And Peter, thank you for joining me as usual. Always happy to be here. Maddie, thank you for joining us on your inaugural podcast. Thanks for having me. (laughs) You did a great job. I know you were uh, a little nervous. Uh, And thank you for uh, being here to provide the appropriate insight and perspective on this topic. And thank you to the readers and listeners of Search Security. I'm Rob Wright, and we will see you next time.